It's snack time. I'm your host, Marno, and joining us today is my friend, Melissa, who is sharing her snack, bread and butter. Such a classic. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be back. Hopefully people have missed me. (laughs) (laughs) The snackers have been waiting for this moment. Um. Yes, thank you so much for coming back. Love to have you here at Snack Time. I always love the snacks that you bring. And this one is such a good one because I don't think that many other people would have this at the top of their mind when they think of like one of their favorite snacks. And I think that's something that joins you and I as friends, (laughs) something we can bond over. So I'm very excited for this episode. Uh, But before we get into bread and butter and different styles of bread and butter, as we will get into, I prefer it slightly different than how you prefer it. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got to know the snackers, especially the ones who haven't heard your previous episodes of Snack Time. Are you a salty or sweet snacker? I'm a salty gal. Mm. I feel like it's just because it's the thing I could eat the most of. The sweets I have to tap out at a certain point. (laughs) I totally agree. And I mean, when it comes to snacks on the salty end, Mm -hmm. there are few things as pure, I think, as bread. And I guess if you're using salted butter, if you're using unsalted butter on bread, isn't that like just. It's just plain. Plain. But I I will do if I have unsalted. Well, actually, I just kind of always do this, but. Always put a little sprinkle of salt on the top, like some flaky oh. salt. So it ends up being salty no matter what. When Wait, I'm doing it. this is some artisanal <laughs> bread and butter. Oh, this episode is going to get even wilder than I thought. Absolutely. Oh my God. Okay, well, so that brings me to like my first question about bread and butter. What is your favorite bread? And what is your favorite butter? And then I guess, what is your favorite salt? Oh, yes. Okay. So bread, like if I'm creating the ideal bread and butter snack situation. Yes. The bread has to be like fresh baked. We don't have to like bake it ourselves because that was a time of quarantine, but that's not necessary. (laughs) Wait, did you do, (laughs) what kinds of breads have you baked? Um, We're like approaching a year. Yeah. Actually, by the time your episode comes out, wait, when is your episode coming out? Let me just look behind the scenes of snack is it time. Be literally, like yours is coming out. Oh, just like a f- week or so later on the twenty third. Oh dang! That was when we were all having just a well, jolly old time. I mean, that's like, probably when the baking fun. really started. Yeah, it's true. And then the flour was gone. My mom had to <laughs> yes. live at home. My mom had to um, buy bags of flour. She actually bought it in bulk. From a local restaurant. My mom did that too. Hotel-sized. Yes. <laughs> wait, did you buy it from, oh, what's that place? The the Dillon? Yes. No, that's, wait. That's where we bought ours. We might have got it from, I think we did, I think we bought something from there and something from J-Fat, the oh, Jimmy's yeah. Famous American Talent. I think we did both. So I'm not quite sure if we got the flour from one of those, but it was like the same like, thing. I mean, it was like 50 pounds. Like, we distributed it to the neighborhood. It was so big. Oh, okay. It wasn't <laughs> like, that it big. It wasn't that big. So maybe yeah. we got ours from J- J-Fat. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, that's um, so funny. But I didn't really bake a ton of bread. My sister got more into like trying to bake bread. I have been saying that I wanted to make focaccia since like mm. last summer and I just haven't done it yet. But <sighs> the breadiest thing I made was I made biscuits and that's my favorite like bread-like thing to make because it's not that hard. They're uh-huh. super like fluffy. It's kind of hard to mess up. They're just so good. <gasps> Wait, I okay. Cream and onion ones. <gasps> okay, I so just came cool. up with an idea. Mm. Which also, if we end up not wanting to do this, I can edit this out of the pod. But how (laughs) fun would it be if we both, like, made something and swapped? (gasps) Yes! A snack swap! Yes! Wait, that's a really good idea. I like that. (laughs) Because, Snackers, if you're not aware, we live, like, a two-minute drive from one another. You can literally walk and be in the middle and walk and then walk. Oh my gosh, that would be so funny. Swap at Country Hills Park. Actually, yeah. that's way. I think that's way closer to me though, to than to you, because I'm literally just like across the street from it. So, I just have to cross a bigger street. I think it's probably kind <laughs> of a similar distance. I just have to cross a larger road. But yeah. <laughs> I don't oh mind. my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> so coming at you. I just thought that would be such a fun idea because I was like, wait, I really want to eat what you're talking about, and I was like, wait, I can like drive over and get it and then i'll we'll figure out what i'll make Mm -hmm. okay anyway back to bread and butter so (laughs) perfect bread and butter situation yes um so yeah fresh baked i is it like french or like what kind so the one that i've liked the most as of late just because it's like highly accessible is at whole foods they have like they call it their Spurlonga loaf. I looked it up. Huh. It's not that's not actually a thing. That's like just <laughs> town in Italy. So my guess is they tried to make an Italian loaf like sound fancier. Mm. So they just picked a bread. Or like picked a town and named their bread after it. Or that's something like so that. Whole foods. I know, but it is quite good. And Yum. you can get it like all sliced up and they're like kind of like smaller pieces, not like your like giant loaf sliced, mm-hmm. but um yeah, I would pick that or like a sourdough, like a, a good quality sourdough mm-hmm. down with it. Yeah. Uh, we did try Whole Foods French bread, which the reason I'm not eating this snack currently is because I had <laughs> upwards of six slices of this bread in the last like 48 hours oh and like eight slices. But that was pretty good. I felt like it was a little dense for me, specifically mm. Whole Foods French loaf. It was just like, you gotta have some like holes in it where the butter. Yeah. Comes you know be in there totally so yeah that's the bread i would pick probably just some some nice italian or sourdough loaf nice and then what's the butter butter i'm i'm not uh, as long as it's not like well okay don't get me wrong i will use this but like the spreadable tub i'll use butter Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there's something about just like softened butter that's been out for a little Mm -hmm. bit like particularly nice i do like the Kerry Gold, like the Irish, yes, pretty nice. <laughs> we don't often have that. I mean, what we most have around is like a softened stick of like Lando Lakes, which I don't think is right. like super inferior, but it's just not like if I was picking the perfect one, I would just. Mm-hmm. But okay, yeah. and then you said that you add salt. So, like, are you doing like a kosher, a Himalayan, a sea salt? I'm doing a flaky salt. So the Ooh. brand I have is like the Malden. I know there's other yes flaky salt but like malden specifically is the one we have around and it's very nice it's extra salty i was looking at the nutrition box on the side one time and it's like dense in sodium really yeah which 
I mean, I'm a salty gal, so I don't mind. Yeah. Okay. This is going to change. Yeah. What? I, this is, this, this moment's going to change me. I'm going to (laughs) start salting my freaking. Well, okay. So here's the thing though. So I prefer to have bread and butter as like a toast. So a toasted bread and butter, which by the way, snackers, (laughs) Melissa already knew because before we started recording, I ate an entire piece of toast already. But I do have a second piece. And it is almost my ideal toast. Toasted bread with butter. And that is a a piece of sourdough. Mm. And it has to be sour. Like, I've had loaves before where I'm like, this is hardly a sourdough. Like, Like, the texture. Yeah, it's just like a heartier white bread you know so anyway this is actually salty i think this is from trader joe's Hmm. um they're sliced sourdough and then ideally i would have Kerrygold butter which i do have at my parents house but i'm at my sister's right now so i had to settle for just regular trader joe's brand (laughs) salted butter which is fine um and i don't add salt but (laughs) Mm. After this, I'm like, I might have to. But I figured, since I do actually have the snack today, because I haven't been having the snack, like, in quite a few episodes now, uh, sometimes I just record and it's not a time for a snack. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I'm like, I can't eat something right now. (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, I didn't plan far enough ahead and I don't have it. And I can't justify just, like, going to go get one thing from the store. Yeah. So... I do actually have it, and I figured I would do a bite of it. Now, it is, like, 50 minutes old now, so it's probably not as crunchy as it once was because I did put butter on it, but... Put it to the test. We'll put it to the test. Mm. It's soft. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I heard the crunch. I I mean, the outside... The crunch is there. (laughs) The crust is crunchy. The crust had a good crunch. But yeah. that's because the crust didn't get butter on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do feel like crust, like talking about the crust, that mm-hmm. does kind of make or break it. I feel like that a lot of times adds like a little bit of flavor to what otherwise mm-hmm. is a very plain piece of bread. If you got like a good crust situation happening. Agree. And I hate to do this so soon, but we need to take a quick break because my sister's dog needs to go outside. Oh, <laughs> He's like waiting at the door. and we are back and melissa i'd love to hear what do you love about (laughs) bread about (laughs) bread and butter is that a like almost tongue twister about it. bread and butter about bread and butter um but anyway yeah what do you love about it like why do you consider it a snack i think a lot of people might when they first think bread and butter or especially toasted bread and butter they think it, uh breakfast you know more morning time thing or maybe maybe as an appetizer but mm-hmm. not necessarily a snack that i think the average person puts together at home um, but yeah, what, what is it for you 
um, I feel like it started when I was in college because I would be working like late into the evening and like you don't want something that's like highly flavorful right before bed maybe you do but I did not like Mm -hmm. you just need like little carb little snack to like kind of push you to finishing whatever you're working on and then from there it just became like an obsession (laughs) like if I was still (laughs) hungry after dinner it's a piece of bread and butter but I do feel like I mean the appetizer thing that's kind of like what launches it a little bit into the snack category because it really is the snack that they put down on Mm -hmm. your table before you eat like a fancy meal or not even fancy they have it at like outback steakhouse and cheesecake factory oh my god those breads oh (laughs) so for snackers i don't know let's have a mini discussion about the breads at these food establishments because the brown breads there's not really for them other than the brown breads (laughs) is there a different thing i think there is a name i think outback might put down like the type of brown bread it is but all you gotta know snaggers is that when bread is dark brown it is delicious especially if you have it with a whipped butter specifically like when that butter comes ready for spreading Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be a good time it's when which i think at cheesecake factory does it come whipped i think it comes in the little foil packets yeah it does and i always 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 have to like literally sit there between my hands like <laughs> waiting to warm it up i was just so gonna say go okay because especially cheesecake fa- <laughs> cheesecake factory like we have eaten there together because that's one of the places our friend group used to frequent especially in like was it high school was probably like the peak of that yeah because yeah. i went away for college and stuff it was like for the bread and a slice of cheesecake <laughs> that that was the meal like maybe like fried mac and cheese like yeah oh those fried mac and cheese balls (sighs) what about those um what are those like avocado spring rolls that they have or whatever or are they the egg rolls yes yes avocado egg rolls and Mm -hmm. then they have the dumplings i want to say yeah like we got spread of this (laughs) i mean honestly we probably got like about an appetizer per person so we we spent yeah <laughs> we, we paid our dues at the cheesecake factory Absolutely. <laughs> but outback they've got that whipped butter so you don't have to worry about like warming it up between your hands your elbows your butt cheeks <laughs> like you can just it goes right on oh it's oh. so good sometimes it's like melty when you get it it's just, uh-huh. oh. and if the bread is warm oof game no over thing. Mm-hmm. No butter thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean, even like well into adulthood, I am not restrained in eating the bread like before. Like people are like, oh, I can only have one piece, or like, <laughs> well, I can't have any before the meal. It's like, no, I will prioritize eating the bread. And if yeah. I need to go box for my dinner, that's what's going to happen. 100%. Honestly, it's better because then you have like a meal the next day when you're to go. Yeah, exactly. I actually just came across something on TikTok called intuitive eating, which I'd never heard of before. But it's Until basically I've just gone down this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you I don't know anything to tell you. Of course you have. But just for the stackers, basically from what I can understand is you kind of just listen to your body and if you're hungry you eat and you try to make good choices so you are nourishing your body. But if you really are craving something to just like 
have it because if you don't have it and put it off, it's going to be like denying yourself of it. And then you're just going to feel like you're punishing yourself when you should just be making yourself feel good. And your body, like as long as you're like, you know, actively making healthy choices and like treating your body the way it should be like moving and everything your body will take care of itself and get you the nutrients that you need if you just listen yeah is that what all about like not denying food so that you like don't you don't want to like trigger like the scarcity Mm -hmm. mentality where it's like now I have to eat all of this which yeah I get it I mean I feel like I've been like a lifelong food feeder I'm like very diet type stuff Mm -hmm. like it's not as good for me I feel like I probably could diet but I just I don't know it's like it it's too like I don't know messes with my brain yeah I think for people that really enjoy eating Mm -hmm. and like I think for the most part like every I think everyone that I've talked to like someone can connect to something about a taste that they love or like that like brings them comfort and it's just like if you love food in that way why would you deny yourself you know that feeling and like everything it's connected to because like especially doing this podcast you can think of like any snack and someone has like a really fun cool thoughtful heartwarming memory like involving it it's so crazy yeah oh so true My, my actually my sister and I were just talking about this because we were talking about like potentially taking a post-pandemic trip and we were talking about places we had been before and we were like oh well what about this place the food was like xyz or like like just like specifically talking about the food and our mom was like why are you only remembering the food and (laughs) the other things you saw but it's like it's that additional sense that like helps you remember things better because it's like you're adding taste into all the other sensory things totally I didn't even think about it in that way but yeah taste memory yeah like my scent memory (laughs) is super strong like Mm -hmm. there's like a certain type of cleaner that's used in a lot of schools and especially like settings with children it must be like somehow like safer for kids but the one of the first time I smelled it I have to assume was at this preschool that I was in when I was really little because I don't have very many memories of that age but that smell I know they use that the cleaner that had that specific smell it's so weird yeah I'm definitely the same way with like like (laughs) I'll like walk outside and be like smells like Hawaii and it's like a combination (laughs) for some reason make it smell like when you're in Hawaii (laughs) Or like when it rains, but it's hot, like kind of hot and it's, there's rain on the asphalt. Yes. It's elementary school PE or like lunchtime when you're like, you really wanted to do something outside that day at lunchtime and it's been raining all morning and you're like, dang it. Like, we're not going to be able to play house today. And then the sun comes out at like 1145 and you're 10 years old and you just run out with glee. Like... That smell is the smell I smell mm. or that moment is the moment I remember when I smell rain on hot asphalt. Mm. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Very specific, but it makes sense. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And like, I mean, 
friends and family that are close to me know, like, I sometimes have a very questionable memory, like, <laughs> capability. Like, I think a lot of things, even, like, not even necessarily, like, good or bad, but, like, if someone reminds me, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, and, like, everything comes rushing back. But I don't know. I need to, like, do some kind of brain exercises in terms of memory because... <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I forget things, but with smell, mm. like it's so strong. Yeah. Well, so with bread and butter, you said you started more in like college, but were you like a toast for breakfast eater as a kid? Like yeah. I remember loving like, I don't know if I did cinnamon sugar toast when I was really little, but like sprinkling a little sugar on my toast as a kid or um that like raisin cinnamon raisin toast like we had that a lot as a kid and so I was like always a toast eater but then like yeah I think the same thing like around college age I was like this is a snack because like you said sometimes you don't want something super tasteful or like full of flavor especially if you had like something really flavorful to eat before maybe you want something like more simple but like mm-hmm. still so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Like, yeah. I and mean, cheap. Oh <laughs> yeah, cheap for college. sure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's the snack of our ancestors, you know. Like I feel like I bread mean, yes. has been around for so long. I have like, a few articles that I can over. get into once we're yeah. What yes. I have another yeah, um Well, I guess yeah, this is kind of leading into like so do you also have toast? Did you have toast as a kid? Um, I, as a kid, was, like, really not a breakfast person. Like, it okay. took a very long time for me to become a breakfast person. And now there's, like, specific breakfasts I like. But I'm still not, like, about, like, a big, like, full spread breakfast mm-hmm. situation. Um, but I would prefer toast, like, something simple in the morning. I think, like, eggs and, like, bacon and stuff like that in the morning like for some reason as a kid that like, was not appetizing to me mm-hmm. but we would do like okay this is very random but one breakfast that I loved because it was like kind of like a lunch but like my mom had it like when she was a kid but it's like cube steak which is like the cheapest cut of like ground beef thing cut into like a little I patty. love that and we'd, like cook it up and have toast on the side and I lived for that breakfast because it was like also like borderline not breakfast <laughs> Yeah, wait, <laughs> why, I want that. I mean, it's, like, pretty random. <laughs> it's just, yeah. like, a wolf steak. Not even, like, a chicken fried steak or anything like that. But um, all of my favorite breakfasts do involve bread. I will, I'll say that. Oh. <laughs> even now. Yeah. Like, avocado toast. Like, biscuits and gravy. We can count that as bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I love, like, a shukshuka type situation, but you're dipping oh. bread into it. Yes. Eggs Benedict. That's got bread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, yeah. <laughs> I just freaking love bread. Wait, tell the snackers about the breakfast sandwich you were eating oh, before we started God. recording. It's like, okay, this is like borderline embarrassing because I ordered this sandwich like sometime over the summer. It's this very random restaurant in Brea called Carmel Cafe. It may be Carmel. I'm not sure based on the spelling, but anyway, it's very <laughs> random. Our neighbor said it was good. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get something. Get a breakfast sandwich. Just kind of like, that's what sounded good. I love a good breakfast sandwich. Um, now, not as a kid, but. Oh. Teddy, 
My knees go outside. <laughs> I'm so sorry. To Don't do worry. This. I can roll right back into the front. Okay, perfect. Snackers <laughs> will be right back. <laughs> <laughs> And Snackers, we're back. I'm so sorry. You know, my sister's dog just needed to drink some water and go outside in the rain, apparently. (laughs) Melissa, please take us back into this wonderful journey of this sandwich. Right. So this breakfast sandwich, which I, so I was looking for a breakfast sandwich to purchase, had heard good reviews about this restaurant, got the breakfast sandwich. And now I've ordered this breakfast sandwich almost every week, it, maybe every other, but mostly every week since the summer. I could go back on DoorDash history and check, oh but it's okay. There's the convenience factor because it does come in about 20 minutes from when I order it. What? So okay. So close to my house. Um, that means it'll take that long for me. Because, yeah, like, exactly. Earlier, like... Usually 20 to 30 minutes unless oh they're busy, gosh. small business. They also not important to the taste of the sandwich, but they typically write in very nice writing. Thank you. And a little oh. smiley face. They might be starting to like know me because it's always <laughs> Melissa ordering breakfast. Oh I just feel like God. I have this relationship with Oh, them. it's like a quarantine regular customer. Like you yeah. can't just like go in and they'll be like, Melissa, we've got you covered. But like, you know, it's like, oh, maybe one day I'll like befriend them IRL. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, but the sandwich, it's very good. It's obviously there's bread involved, which mm-hmm. is a key component to every breakfast that I like. But <laughs> the sandwich is no different. Um, I typically get the wheat bread because I want to feel like I'm doing something a little healthier when I'm getting all of the <laughs> yes. rest of the things you'll hear about this sandwich. Um, of course, there's egg. It's scrambled mm-hmm. and it is so fluffy and like so much egg I have to imagine I'm getting like three eggs worth in wow this it's just like a lot and it always it like stays together neatly I don't know how they do it it kind of reminds me of like you know when you see people like rolling like the Japanese omelet where it just for some reason yes. it just stays together and it's super fluffy wow. that's what this is doesn't taste fake eggy mm-hmm. it's got some thin and very crispy strips of bacon I do not get it with sausage I cannot like speak to the sausage but you can choose that as an option also i should note they have five different breads that you can choose i always you can get white sourdough Mm -hmm. uh wheat squaw and okay i don't remember the fifth but there is a fifth i think squaw is what they use at outback i think that's what it is too when i was kind of like because i've contemplated getting the squaw Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of the wheat and when i look it up it does look a lot like the outback bread so Yum. so soft it's so good oh my gosh <laughs> um oh you can also pick if you want the bread toasted or untoasted mm, what do you usually do for the structure of the sandwich i always pick toasted yeah so that is helpful <laughs> especially since it's like coming to me delivery like i want to yeah. like give it as much chance to stay together as possible. <laughs> give it a fighting chance yeah. against the moisture exactly um, it has some sprouts in it, not a lot, mm. a few, enough to make you feel like I had something, <laughs> <laughs> something green. Um, it does have tomato, which Michelle mm. rightly pointed out is the acid in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my favorite part and the far- part that I'm not able to replicate. <laughs> the fart. <laughs> Why am I 10 years old? I, I almost started laughing. She was so <laughs> Is that part? I'm not able to replicate it. 
um, is the Chipotle. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so good. I don't know what, obviously, mayonnaise is the base if you don't know aioli and mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to break it to your mayo haters. Yeah. If you like aioli, yeah, that fancy shit they serve to you in a little thing on the side of your truffle fries. You like mayonnaise. Wake up, world. Wake up. Wake up to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> But it is quite a good aioli. I don't really know what the... I mean, obviously, there's some Chipotle seasoning in it. It's, like, pretty thin. It's, like, a little more saucy than, like, a, mm. a thicker mm-hmm. aioli situation. And, yeah, that's the sandwich. And I've tried to, like, do a different version at home. And I just... I can't... I don't know. I probably haven't tried hard enough. Because, like, why would I when I <laughs> know that it's so easily available? Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were talking about this... So, snackers, full disclosure, we had this whole entire conversation and we were getting so into it. And I was like, why didn't we discuss this while we were recording? But like (laughs) we were saying earlier that it's probably like the eggs are what like really set it apart because like a good egg can just elevate a breakfast sandwich. I think so much. It's so true. And the fact that you said there's so much of it. Yeah, I mean, I showed you. It's like a thick yeah. layer of egg in the sandwich. That's so, yeah. a thick boy. Mm-hmm. That's a big gudatama. <laughs> That's a callback to my gudatama salted egg yolk chips episode. If you haven't listened yet or watched it, because it's also on YouTube. Snackers, what are you doing? <laughs> but anyway, um, well, I really want to read you this article that I found. Yes, I would like to hear it. Because, well, so I found two, but the first one is more specifically the history of bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And it's on this, like, old-looking WordPress blog from Jackie Fox 1976. Her blog Jackie. is called Nothing Too Trivial. Subtitle says, Interesting Things for Interested People. And then she just has, like, a collage at the top of, like, different historical-looking, like, illustrations. There's coins. There's Egyptian hieroglyphics, music notes. Like, it's just, you can tell that this is, Jackie Fox is just going to write about what she wants to write about. And <laughs> she has so, no direction, but it's okay, because you'll get some stuff yeah. This is just a fun place for fun facts. And so on December 11th, 2013, she decided to publish a blog post called Did Copernicus Invent Buttered Bread? And she does use a lot of like citations. So, you know, I think this might be like a semi trust (laughs) trusted source here. But um, I just thought it was just so cute that she wrote this little blog post. I haven't read it yet because I want to give my, um, like, full reaction. But I did read a reply that someone left in very 2014 style. And I can't wait to get to that at the end. I'm so excited. So here. This is just such a very, like, this blog, it just seems like exactly like what someone would have decided they were going to do in 2013. Like, maybe it was a project. Maybe it was just, like, a fun hobby with, like, I could blog. Well, 1976 makes it seem like maybe Jackie was born in that year. And so she was just like, you know what? I'm going to take up this hobby and like write, like good for her, you know? 
Jackie. <laughs> Good for Jackie. Um, so this is what she wrote. Oh no, I just <laughs> scrolled too far. <laughs> it's a story oft repeated as fact that Nicholas Copernicus, the early 16th century astronomer who first proposed that the planets revolve around the sun, invented the practice of buttering bread. Alas, it isn't true. The Oxford English Dictionary, well, she revealed that very fast. <laughs> no intrigue. Second sentence, she tells us the answer to her question. Jackie, come on, you have to take, have us, to on journey. take us on a journey. Wait a little bit. She does write a lot more, so we'll keep going. Maybe she'll redeem herself. Um, the Oxford English Dictionary contains a reference to buttered bread from 19... 19- from 1496 so much further back in time than the 16th century but it's still an entertaining tale as described in mould's medical anecdotes the story is that in 1520 the teutonic knights a military order that was at war with poland besieged the fortified town of allenstein in prussia Copernicus was put in charge of organizing the defenses of the town and its castle, which eventually repelled the attack. Some six months before the siege was lifted, however, an outbreak of plague allegedly struck Allenstein Castle. As a youth, Copernicus had studied medicine. He noticed that the elderly men that had been left to guard the castle frequently dropped bread on the ground as they carried it up the steep steps from the kitchen. Suspecting this might have something to do with the spread of the disease, Copernicus divided the inhabitants into groups and allotted each a different diet. The group denied bread was the only one that remained plague-free, but refraining from eating bread during a siege wasn't practical. Someone suggested that if the black loaves were coated with a thin layer of churned cream, it would make it easy to detect when they'd been dropped. If they had, the dirt would be wiped off. Copernicus supposedly adopted the suggestion and plague was eliminated at the castle. Oh my gosh. The idea of plague being transmitted via dirt isn't totally far-fetched. Medieval castles were notably infested with rats and the bacterium that causes plague has been found to survive for up to 24 hours in soil. What? It seemed... Is that true for... (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) Um... It seems far more likely, however, the plague was spread by fleas living on the rats, which is the most common way that plague is spread. Oh, okay. So the dirt probably thing isn't true, but it's probably the rats like poop that was on the dirt that caused people to get sick from eating it with the bread. Of- yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> After Copernicus's death, the story continues. An official named Butinat, Butinat leaked Copernicus's secret. The practice spread to other parts of Europe where it became known as Butinatting or buttering. Huh. And if you believe that, I've got a grail to sell you. Oh. <laughs> so oh. she's basically saying like this whole thing isn't true. Oh, okay. But it's a funny story. Um, And then the reply that someone left on September 4th, 2014, 1241 p.m., Chad Callender. No, I'm sorry. Megan Chad Callender. Why is Megan not capitalized, but Chad and Callender are? That's weird. They said, such information 
Very wow. Much impression. Remember when we used to type like that? Oh, this is <laughs> triggered a memory. And I didn't stop doing that soon enough, I think. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I think I could probably find myself doing that at any point. Like, not yeah. often. Definitely not as often as, like, back then. But I probably, that's probably still slips out sometimes when I'm, like, really trying to be funny and can't think of any yeah. other way to be funny. Wow. <laughs> I read I that, all I read that reply and I was like, oh, yeah, I have been transported. Wow. What a time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have TikTok now, but then we just had this way of telling each other we were impressed with things, which was much wow. <laughs> Very yes. Like, (laughs) if Gen Z finds out about that, we're we're never going to hear the end of it. Terrible. (laughs) I just saw something actually, I think during the one of the dog things, I was like, you know, scrolling Uh Instagram as I do. And someone had posted this thing that was like, don't tell Gen Z we started our own Quidditch leagues. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, I was never a part of one. However, I at one point was like that seems cool yeah I at one point like really wanted to be a part of one I was in or like helped start the club did what did, did we call it Dumbledore's army oh I think we called I was it in that in were you school? in that yeah, yeah, yeah was, did we call it that or did we call what? it something else I think it was Dumbledore's army. okay <laughs> so did you go to the meetup that we did in the Target parking lot no I absolutely did not oh my god i did i was there we attempted to play quidditch in the so the target and (laughs) for the snackers that aren't aware and have never been to the city of brea before or specifically the target that when the target opened it was a really big thing Huge it deal. like changed Brea as a town. Second I think. only to Chick Fil A when that opened. That <laughs> oh also changed people. Yes. <laughs> How could I forget? Anyway, <laughs> when this Target opened, it was everything to us. And not only was it cool to have a Target, but we felt extra special because the first floor of our Target was the parking, or is still the parking garage. And then you have to go upstairs to go into the Target, which made us feel very special as little brands. And we had cart escalators. Cart escalators. Which, okay, on a side note, (laughs) have I told you my embarrassing cart escalator story? No. This was mid-pandemic. I was not used to being- This is a snack time exclusive. (laughs) One of my most embarrassing moments. Oh, no. Pack Target. This is when toilet paper was running low. Oh, like people were scrambling. Stressful. So I had checked out. I had a full cart of things, and I wasn't paying attention. And I tried to put the cart down <laughs> the people escalator. No. <laughs> but that oh, doesn't no. work because there's two poles to prevent. Oh, thank an God. <laughs> Do you know so what I that just... means? Though that means you weren't the first. That's true. <laughs> So I walked horse with my cart into the two poles, ricocheted backwards a little bit, and looked around hoping that no one saw me. Um, But it was very embarrassing. Oh my gosh. What kind of stuff did you You have in the cart? Hmm? 
What kind of stuff did you have in the cart? Like, did it, like, flop out everywhere? Oh, no. Thankfully, no. Just, you know, just your standard Target run, which is everything. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the skincare I didn't need, the clothes I didn't need. Love it. Probably a pair of shoes I wasn't going to (laughs) wear. Due to the pandemic. (laughs) You know. But, yeah, it was super embarrassing. People (gasps) saw (laughs) <laughs> did any, no one laugh though did they or were people laughing no i think people were worried like okay? they're like she's now gonna go drive a car like truly and not only like they have these poles but they also have like a big sign on the ground in case you're not looking up you're looking down like they have like a big red like circle oh, like no car don't go here it was rough you know (laughs) it's the pandemic you your mind was elsewhere it was very much elsewhere but you played quidditch in target (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes so the target parking lot it's like an underground style parking lot so it's inside and so it has posts to hold up the second floor and a lot of those posts are these big red circles Mm. and they're just high up like hollow circles so (laughs) just high up enough that you could like jump through them essentially or climb through them pretty clever so we were like these are the quidditch posts like the ball posts or whatever i don't even think i don't know what happened but i don't remember actually playing Just running around. I don't know if it just took so long that, like, by the time we got started, I had to go. Because this was, like, this was in the time of high school where I was peak Michelle is doing too much. Like, I was in a billion clubs, extracurriculars. Like, why was I starting Dumbledore's Army? I was, like, (laughs) in choir, drama, ASB, Club India... Remember Disney Friends for Change Club? Were you in that? Did you help? Oh, me? I didn't get to be on TV. Oh my god! So, well, was I on TV? No. But you had the opportunity. <laughs> I was right next to the people that got on TV, but they just didn't pan over to me. What's funny is I can't remember if it was. Well, I mean, you could you should obviously tell the story of why the TV crew was there, <laughs> yeah, but sure. we, I can't remember if it was before or after, but our church had essentially done the same job. So either we oh. were we were changing what Disney Friends for Change did and like <laughs> replaced the plants that were dying, or it was vice versa. I can't remember which way it was. Like well, you guys were fixing what we did, or we fixed what you did. I don't remember. I think you ended up fixing what we did because we did it like right out. So snackers, if you aren't aware of this story. What year was that? 2008? 2009? Was that a freshman year or a sophomore year? Okay, then probably 2009. Because I was driving at this point. Okay. Anyway, there was a huge fire in our area where we live, and it affected our school, and, like, all of the vegetation at our high school burnt down. So I was in this club... And we were inspired by, like, Disney Channel's Friends for Change because we just, like, thought it was cool that, like, kids could make a difference in their community. Which is cool, like, but I don't know why we had to make it Disney. But anyway, (laughs) we decide that we want to replant the hill that had burnt to a crisp with, like, 
you know, native plants and stuff. And then Disney, I don't remember how, but Disney found out obviously because we were using their name. So honestly, it might have started as like a cease and desist and we like milked it. And then they gave well, us like, like an apply to have your school. Maybe. Featured. I feel like you had some go-getters that were like, we're yeah. going to apply. I honestly was probably part of the, like if we did that, because I think I was like secretary or something. You were like involved in <laughs> Oh yeah. You know, I just couldn't do anything low key. Anyway, they end up, like, giving us the money and means to replant the entire, like, big side of the hill as you're, like, driving up to the high school, which was really cool. And they ended up, like, bringing some, like, Disney Channel actress to come, like, help us. Well, help us with quotes around it. <laughs> for the photo op. Yeah, for the photo op. And then there was, like, a commercial on Disney Channel with, like, our story in it. Um, but... I mean, that hill, like, I don't think it ever will get enough water. Like, it's just so dry that, like, things die. So I'm sure, like, all those plants, probably not. I mean, we tried to use native plants, so you'd think that they would be okay. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was what your (laughs) church had to do, like, fix. I don't know. I kind of feel like it very well could have been the other way because I don't know if we used, like. So you guys did that and then it burnt down? No, 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 It was, like, oh. one of the, like, fixing the fire burned area. But I just, I kind of, I or was it the whole playing, hill? like, little flowers. They, I wasn't on the hill team. I was on the plant flowers in front of the wildcat team. Okay, so we didn't thing. do that at but all. But then there was a hill team. So I just don't, I can't remember mm. if they were doing native plants or not. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't remember if we even did the whole hill or not. Oh, it could have been a we, <laughs> we very well might have just done the part that Disney needed and shot, you know, totally. like of the camera. But it's so wild because I mean, meanwhile, that hill, like, I mean, the other side that nobody planted on, like, I mean, natural cycles, it had like wildflowers yeah. the next year because that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. But it did. I think it still even has some of those trees that look like they were on the moon or something. Like, they looked like, like Tim Burton trees, like. They got all like spindly and swirly. How did we even get here? Clubs, Quidditch. Target. Target. Also, side note on those Target circles, I 100% had a photo shoot in one of those. (laughs) Yes. I probably did too. Remember when we like, it was between like just a few friends that had like digital cameras and we would just like always have so many pictures on Facebook. Like, if Gen Z found out how many pictures we used to post, they would be shocked. Oh, my gosh. And then we had, like, the early filter. So I remember, like, on the camera, like, you could set, like, a sepia tone Uh and take pictures. Or, like, the one that I was a fan of, which these are still to this day. You know what I'm going to say. You, like, uh pick out all the color except one color. (laughs) Or you change things so that they're a different color. I think that was so cool. It is still so cool. Like, think about that as technology. That like, was filters it, it before filters. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so crazy. We have seen so much transformation in technology and, like, specifically technology for, like, photos. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Wow. We really are millennials. Like... <laughs> We are very neatly in the millennial generation. Like, 
hundreds of photos would be posted at one time from a one day like trip to Disneyland. I even did that in college. I was just looking through because I was trying to find something specific in my Facebook photos. I don't remember what it was. (laughs) But I was like, oh man, I still have all these albums on here. And I literally have albums that are titled like, that time we went to San Diego. And it's (laughs) one day in San Diego in college, just one day. It's like millions of pictures. Millions. (laughs) I have that, like, I have one that's like literally, that time we celebrated blah, blah, blah's birthday. And it was like one evening. And I still have like 25 pictures minimum. I mean... It is a lot to post it, but I love, like, having a lot of pictures to look back on. Yeah, same. It's so fun. Like, even just the pictures on my phone or even just on Instagram. Like, just what I've posted. I love to be like, wow, like, look how much has changed. Or like, oh, that memory with those people. And, yeah. Yeah. I need to just, like, save my Facebook photos. Like, make sure I have them all on my computer because, like, who knows what's going to happen to Facebook? Nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. So I, I know. Everything that's Facebook stored account. digitally, it's like you have to make sure it's in like multiple places because like. Well, and I'm tagged in photos and I think slowly people are like doing the same thing I'm doing. Like, oh, do I need to take that album down? But I'm like, do I, I need to save like photos I'm tagged in before people realize. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. It's cool experience. Me like, too. Oh my God. Because I was not the primary camera person. Even yeah, though I same. didn't have a camera. <laughs> As we know. <laughs> I was not the primary camera person either. Oh my god, my sister's dog is like rolling around right now. <laughs> he's like chewing on a like bully stick thing, but he's just like so enjoying Aww. it. He's like, wee. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I did have another blog post, but it's the history of toast, which honestly like Maybe I'll do another episode specifically on toast to read that because that's not what your snack is. Your snack is bread and butter. Bread and butter. So with that, do you have anything else to say about bread and butter before we go here today? Um, I don't think so. I was thinking before jumping on though that it is funny that my snacks went from like elote chips packed with flavor and then we got a little more basic on the fries and then just bread and butter i love it the most basic like form of a snack i think it just really shows your versatility as a snacker i mean it's been salty the entire time which i think is fun but such a variety and types of flavors the like where they came from, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, love it. Well, thank you so much for coming back of and course. sharing bread and butter. Next time, I guess you're just going to have to do like a cube of salt. Um, <laughs> just water. <laughs> to go simple. Okay. Actually, Ben has requested he wants to do sparkling water. <laughs> oh, I will listen to but that. I was like, so okay, he's going to need to, but plain. Oh, yeah, I have soda stream. I just do plain. I I was like, Ben, you're going to have to, like, convince me to somehow like it because I can't do plain spark. Well, you know, we'll we'll save the convo for Ben. All I got to say is he has my full endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad people will be interested. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, he's kind of got you. He's like, he's, oh, my God. Dang it. Totally. What is that phrase? He's... (laughs) 
Now it slipped out of my mind. He's giving you a run for your money, is what he I was going to say. He is. Getting more basic than me. Yeah, so you're going to have to figure out how to get more basic than sparkling water, I guess. Or you go in the completely opposite direction and do, like, like... <laughs> or, like, like, crazy supreme nachos or like something like real like with a billion ingredients in it you know what mm-hmm. i mean i gotta say i didn't talk about this on the fry episode you don't have to keep this in if it's like irrelevant but oh no i want to hear it <laughs> i forgot to mention have you tried the chowder fries from <gasps> slapfish no do you, do you like clam chowder yes okay so slapfish this fish restaurant <laughs> nearby <laughs> they just do like some seasoned fries they're not like overly seasoned but they're not Uh just like plain salty fries and then they put literally like a cup of clam chowder over them and some crispy bacon and like i think chives no they're really good like Like, same concept as poutine yeah clam chowder which i love poutine as well but genius wow okay i need it (laughs) so anyway forgot to mention what that. a great way to end this episode with <laughs> a su- with a with another snack suggestion yes absolutely <laughs> so <laughs> also your... available via doordash my favorite thing. oh good to know okay well <laughs> snackers thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed and if you're craving some bread and butter now or clam chowder fries like how i'm craving it right now I hope you get to eat them or just eat something else yummy today. Melissa, thank you so much again for being on again. Of course. Always a pleasure. You're back. You're back. You're welcome back anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, until next time. (laughs) I never say this. (laughs) What am I trying to do? I don't have an ending saying. Um, I'll just see you next time at snack time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I literally was like, as I was saying, I was like.